you're watching Meet the Movie Press. Today, we're going to be talking about Deepwater Horizon, the new Black Panther casting, and Justin Lin directing Hot Wheels. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, Simon. Hello, Jeff. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm very tired. I've had a very busy week. Yes. So my, my, my throat is a little bit sort of... Scratchy. Scratchy a little, today. A little so. manlier, deeper. A, li- a little manlier, a little deeper. <laughs> I'm just hoping I'm not getting sick because I've got a shitload of stuff I hope you're not either, dude, because so. I'm going to a wedding uh, tonight in hey. Palm Springs. Nice. Um, we got a fun show. Yeah. Uh, we got no, a fun... I sounded like I wasn't convinced by that. We do have a fun show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were questioning like, Yeah. It. Do we? Uh, sure? But before we get to that, uh, yeah. my name, of course, is Jeff Snyder. This is Meet the Movie Press on the Popcorn Talk Network. You can follow me on Twitter at The Insider. With me, as always, is Simon Thompson. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at ShowbizSimon, Instagram at ShowbizSimon, and on Facebook, this is Simon Thompson. <laughs> Are you Snapchatting, by the way? I'm not. No, fuck Snapchat. <laughs> I don't get Snapchat. I refuse to do it. I do have a Snapchat account, but I don't do anything with it. I can't work it yeah, out. Yeah, no, I don't understand no, it either. No. Um, well, today we have a cool guest. Yeah. We've got Neil Turrets coming back to the show after He's a long hiatus. Here. Yes, it's busy um, man. and we're going to bring him on in a second. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, check in, see how the week was. Did you see anything good this week? Um, I didn't see. Uh, I didn't see any of this week's releases. Oh, you um, haven't seen Miss Peregrine? Or I have Deep not Water. seen uh, Miss Peregrine, and I haven't seen Deep Horizon. All right, um, so I may be alone in talking about those. We'll save those for the end of the show. We can talk then. about box office around that because there's some interesting, and I think some slightly disappointing news on both of those. All right, well, so we'll, we'll yeah, say, we'll, yeah, we'll save that uh, for the end. Um, but yeah, lots to discuss today. Loads of news this week. Uh, it, it seemed like the agents were back in full force after uh, Labor Day because there was like a yeah. Labor Day weekend hangover that like lasted two weeks, and it was there. And then there was Emmys, and like, and there was kind of a bitch of you know it's a, been a, a batch of uh, no shit Sherlock news over the last couple of weeks. That's it's true, but there been, were some jaw droppers yeah. uh, this week, and we're going to talk about them. Uh, so let's just bring up our guest. Let's do it. Let's just dive right into it. Come on, yeah, buddy. Come on. <laughs> Jump in. A man of many talents, including a columnist for the tracking board, Neil Turrets. Woo! Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Welcome. It's been a while since you were on, right? There was a time when we used to get an applause uh, queue, but... Yeah, I, I was so. actually waiting for that. I was waiting, you know, That's waiting, okay. for, waiting for the laugh track to come in, you know, after a funny comment. No worries. Um, I was here two years ago. Roughly Jesus, two years we've been ago. hosting the show a long time. Yeah, and so, and first of all, where can where can the good folks find you out there? Uh, on the tracking board, the website tracking board dot com. Yep, don't uh, forget that hyphen. Yeah, that, that's in, it's, it's important. Uh, also, you can just Google the tracking board. Sure, it'll take you there. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, my column runs. Oh, um, okay. So they keep you pretty busy. I am very busy there. Uh, well, you know, I have an important voice. In the entertainment world, so they want it to be heard. I think you you're, or in this case, you write great columns. Um, but and, you. and your and your Twitter handle, uh, very complicated. It's at Neil Turrets. All right, T U R I T Z, folks. And also important, any I L, anyone named any A L is not a real Neil. <laughs> <laughs> a Neil pedant. Funny story, actually. I was on a ski lift a couple of years ago, and uh, this two this older guy was talking with his instructor, and they're talking about Neil this and Neil that, and I said, "Who's Neil?" And he said, oh, that's my son. And I said, oh, okay, is it N-E-I-L or N-E-A-L? And uh, he said, N-E-A-L. And I said, well, that's not a real Neil then. There's a long pause. And he says, well, he's my son. He's a real person. <laughs> and the instructor says, yeah, yeah, I have met him. He is real. <laughs> and the fourth, guy on the, uh, the fourth guy on the list, is, I said, no, no, it's, I said, oh, never mind. And there's a long silence. The guy next to me, the fourth guy just goes, ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, I would never be caught dead in a ski lift because I don't know how to ski. <laughs> that would be an issue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> why am I in? The, why am I in here? Get me <laughs> Hang out. On. Um, Neil, where where are you from? Originally, I'm from Portland, Maine. And and how did you get into this crazy business? For the folks who didn't see, who haven't been watching for two years, uh, and also who haven't read my autobiography or the movie based on my life, that's uh, <laughs> it I, did well. It did really. It did well. do well. Yeah, <laughs> James Cameron directed it. I know. Um, I've been a writer my whole life. Uh, grew up as a journalist. Uh, wrote for the school paper and the local paper, and okay. then in college, and was a sports writer for a while, and decided I hated that. Wait, did, what did you cover for the local paper? I'm curious. Uh, I did high school stuff for local like sports. Paper. You mean or like sports and some you know wrote some features for about high school other people in Portland, Maine. Okay, okay. Uh, Sounding very much like the Peter Parker story. 
Uh, are you Spider-Man? Just going to say. So, so how, like, say. how, how did you get... a secret identity for a reason, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you get into, like, the entertainment journalism of it I all? found I hated sports writing after doing it through college and everything. And I got a job at Us Magazine uh, in 95, beginning of 95, mm-hmm. and found that, you know, I love movies. I love TV. And writing about it became was much easier and much more fun. And I didn't have to spend nearly as much time in locker rooms. Sure. That Which sounded way more dubious than it was meant to, but obviously you were sports writers, that was fun. <laughs> and you right. were for Studio System for a while. Uh, took a long, I went here and there, uh, also became a filmmaker, uh, have done some mm-hmm. stuff there, and have bounced back and forth, and then uh, became a senior editor at Studio System News. Okay. And as that is in the process of folding, um, uh, I was connected to uh, the tracking board as they're expanding. They're really trying to, I mean, there's, there's a lot of big news coming from the site mm-hmm. over the next few months. They really wanted to establish uh, establish themselves as a f- news breaking force. In yeah, they have they have the contacts. Yeah, and and what they realized that what they needed to really legitimize themselves was to have a voice. Mm-hmm. So that's where I came in. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and interesting. It's worked out really well. Like I'm having a lot of fun doing it. It's interesting that you guys both have a production background. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, you guys could team up. Maybe we could. We could, yeah. Co-produce a show. Um, all right. Well, you're going to we'll talk help. about that after. We shall do. Yeah. Yes. You, I mean, you're going to help us talk uh, a little bit about the news. So, wh- wh- where do you want to start, buddy? Uh, Anything stand out to you this week? Um, I really like talking about this Hot Wheels thing because I saw your tweet about it. And so I yeah. Tweeted okay. Back to you okay. People, like are, people have been asking if we're, we're going to cover that off. Yeah, so we'll really we'll, kick we'll just dive in. So here uh, to recap, uh, Justin Lin. Signed on to develop, produce, and direct Hot Wheels for yeah. Legendary, and I tweeted something to the effect of, like, you know, does he does he care anymore? I mean, he could have done anything after these Fast and Furious movies. He had, you know, the world on a string, and he chose to do Star Trek Three, Space Jam 2, and now Hot Wheels. Mm. And I just thought he was, he'd, like, stop challenging himself and growing <laughs> as a filmmaker because um, he was so he had a voice with Better Luck Tomorrow, his his debut, yeah. which yep. is a terrific movie. Yeah, and I totally under, and then Shannon and Swift chimed in these you know big screenwriters, and it's like yeah you're you're right. I don't know what the take is. Maybe it's brilliant. Maybe it's super original, and he couldn't turn it down. Mm. Maybe the money was too good to turn down. I don't know. I just wanted to see him do a little mm. bit more with his clout. Where do you guys stand on it? Here's my take. Um, I think I, I agree with what you say. I think that's a totally legitimate point of view. But I'm thinking that what he's being seen as right now in the industry is potentially a safe pair of hands, kind of like a, a cheaper J.J. Abrams when you want to look at a, um, a film that you're going to potentially turn into a franchise. So if they're looking as a studio to make Hot Wheels a franchise, they want a safe pair of hands with someone who's dealt with successful car movies who knows what he's doing, whether it's you know from the point of view of just shooting the movie or to... to putting all the you know the meat and potatoes in there. I think he's just seen as a safe pair of hands. I, I agree with you on your viewpoint 100%. I think it's kind of a lazy and an easy option and a bit of a waste of his talents. But if you're a studio and you do want to look at it as a franchise, he's a safe pair of hands. Neil? I agree with that. I agree with both of you. But my take is if ever you have – there's a moment where you become a filmmaker of import – that the studio is going to listen to you. That you would develop. You said it yourself in your tweet that the idea of, of uh, the idea of, of developing power as a director. Mm-hmm. There is so little original content out there. There, everything is a remake. Everything is a spinoff. Everything is an adaptation. I mean, yeah. I've written about this. The fact that that you know there are something like starting October first, fifteen movies coming out that are original, that are original content that are not mm-hmm. uh, that are not based on an IP of some kind. That's. Unbelievably, that's an unbelievably small number. Mm. Um, and if you're someone like Justin Lin, and you have built up all this this goodwill in the studios, and and made all of this money, and they say, "What do you want to do next?" Well, you know what? I love to do Hot Wheels. Right. You know, I mean, it seems to me a guy like this who did such who started, began with such an interesting movie, Better Luck Tomorrow is terrific. And to not, I mean, if it were me, I would say, you know, I've been really wanting to tell this story about this. Right. And he, you know, he didn't take that swing. Maybe he does. It doesn't have anything more to say. But we know, I don't also, know. Maybe you're right. But I just, the, to me, it seems like if ever you have an opportunity to do something important, this would be it. But also, a lot, you know, we know very well that a lot of directors in the industry they do, uh, you know, a studio film, which enables them to then do that movie. It's that they, one, but he's story not doing that. That's my point. Right. I mean, yeah. how many Fast and Furious? The did one do? for them, one for me. Strategy. That's right. He which is be, great. He could be stockpiling those favors though that, by that, doing these. That's movies. true. True, but at what at some point, if one of these becomes a massive failure, suddenly 
that cachet he's built up immediately cuts is cut. Way well, down. that's the thing. He just did Star Trek three, yeah. which, which was is, a huge flop. Which yeah. Fl- yeah. so maybe he didn't have a lot of choices. Maybe he couldn't get financing for that passion project, and so he has no choice but to go back and try to re earn reestablish that cred by mm. doing a big block, blockbuster. Why don't we get him on the show and ask him? Justin Lin, if you would like to come on and discuss this, please. Call in. Um, can we call in? Can you call in? Calls in here? Sure. What's yeah, the number? 424? <laughs> I don't know. But no, I, I mean, I think they're all totally valid viewpoints. And, you, you know, you got quite a bit of stick on Twitter this week for it. But I, I, mean, don't, well, I don't think Shan- your points were unfair. Shannon and Swift said it was a cheap shot. And, uh, you know, I don't want to say that it was. Maybe it serves as a wake-up call. Maybe he starts questioning, like, why aren't I? Hmm. Doing something a little bit more personal. I, to me, it was just, it was also that he did Fast and Furious, yeah. and now he's doing Hot Wheels. It's the same thing. Well, that was the other thing that I found curious. Yes. I was going to say, well, we know he's good with cars. It's like, okay, do another blockbuster, sure, uh, but Hot Wheels? You've made how many of these movies already? It's the yeah. same thing. I don't know the take, so maybe it'll blow me away, but for some reason, I suspect it won't be uh, winning Best Original Screenplay. And the phone number, Justin Lin, if you'd like to call in, is 424-253-0504. Um... And you know, anyways, Justin Lin. Who am I to to judge? I'm not his agent. Uh, whatever. I, like, I get that argument. Shannon Swift said, "You don't know this industry from the inside." Mm-hmm. I'm looking but at you're, it from the but outside. You're the in, but you're the insider. I am the insider, though, guys. So, <laughs> I think all, all <laughs> what, am I, what am I missing? <laughs> all, all of the arguments that are being presented from both inside and outside, I think, are totally valid. It's, I don't think anybody's made points or have an opinion that is completely off the mark. It's not going to be his next movie. Apparently, no. so maybe you know. I just I, you know I always want to see him do the L.A. riots movie that he was developing. Yeah, thought he would have been that would have been really interesting to to have an Asian filmmaker, you know, make a movie. Not, you know, not a white director or a black director, but someone kind of in the middle, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a terrible, okay. it's a weird thing to say, but someone, <laughs> you know, yeah, an Asian filmmaker on the L.A. riots so movie would be very very interesting. That's how I'm going to start referring to Asians from now on. Somewhere not in the middle. black nor white, just right. kind of somewhere in the middle. And not non-partisan whatever. <laughs> but wasn't he also for a while um, attached to uh, Masters of the Universe? I have no wasn't idea. Wasn't there a point where I don't he was know attached that was to that? True. I mean, it's, that that's certainly a everybody's that, That's a good decision for Justin <laughs> to run away from that. I'm just saying this guy is talented. He is yeah. not just a gun for hire kind of guy. I didn't think that he was a gun for hire. But, you know, uh, the, a McGee, if you will. Yeah, I didn't think. I thought he was better than McGee, and he's making McGee choices. That's what I'm trying to say. All due respect to McGee, I know you like the guy. <laughs> he's a super nice guy. I'm looking forward to the babysitter. Being a nice guy doesn't necessarily mean you make great movies. We know that. Yes, you could be a nice All guy right, and make. Let's shit. move on from Justin Lin. Okay, cool. Let's talk about Winston Duke. Yeah, being cast as Mabaka. Yes, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. AKA Ape Man. Yes, in is it Marvel's Ape Man Ape? Man Ape. Man Ape. Jesus Christ. Winston. I don't think it's Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not Jesus. I don't think Jesus Christ is in Black Man, Man Abe in Marvel's Black Twist. Panther. Uh, Winston Duke, guys. Is he is he the adopted uh, son of Randolph and Mortimer Duke? Nice. <laughs> I like that. The Dukes of Hazard reference. It's uh, very up to the kids will really appreciate <laughs> the Dukes that. Of Hazard. I've always said we don't huh? we don't have the enough Dukes of Hazard trading places. Yeah, the trading places, you yeah. idiot. We don't what? have enough trading Ran- places jokes on the show. Thank you. There are never enough oh, trading right. I know. You Just said that life. before the show, too. And you Duke's j- a hazard, Randall Duke, <laughs> fucking, I don't know. <laughs> it's early. It's early, and it's Friday, you, guys. And the, the blank look on your face was consistent with I the one like before the show. I feel like there's always a blank look. Um, <laughs> trading places, guys. <laughs> Catch it if you haven't, like I. Um, Sorry, God, Winston we, Duke. We got us off topic. Winston, Winston Duke, Duke. Black Panther, Man Ape. This seems like a problematic name to me. Well, Manape. Can, yes. Can yeah. you have a character named Manape in a movie called Black Panther? In this day and age? Yes. Apparently it's... you can. Uh, or is he going to go by something else? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> changing his name to Dave yeah. for the movie. Dave the um, man. Not, Oh, shit. Dave's coming. <laughs> I'm not familiar with this actor, really, Winston Duke. I guess he's on Person of Interest, and, and I got some tweets indicating that people were pretty pleased with him on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you surprised they didn't go with someone more established? I mean, to me, it sounds like he's sort of going to be Michael B. Jordan's right hand. Yeah. 
I, I'm not surprised that they've gone with someone who is up and coming rather than already established. Um, I think they have quite a few big names in it already, and I think they want to fill with new, fresh, establishing talent rather than established. Um, and I think we're seeing a bit of a trait for that across some of the new Marvel movies. I agree. I think yeah. also, you know, we're talking about diversity regularly in the industry. And one of the things that we've said previously is the fact that there's a lot of young, um, non-white talent that is just ready to come up, but they haven't been the spaces. And things like Black Panther are a really good chance to bring this talent through. That's true. And then go on to other projects. So I think yeah, it's this is going to be fit. huge for this guy when it's Massive, do. yeah. Um, I massive. mean, I think it's, it's huge for everybody... I mean, it's huge across the board. It's a huge opportunity for Marvel. It's a huge opportunity for everybody in it. I mean, it's it's a, the first instance of this kind of movie we're seeing across all of the superhero films. I mean, uh, I think it's a great step that they're actually doing this. That 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 uh, we get to see um, Chadwick Boseman and and team, mm. you know, running with this. I mean, I, I'm actually very, I'm genuinely excited about this movie. And yeah. I love Ryan Coogler. So. Yeah, exactly. Ryan I mean, Creed Coogler. And Creed, uh, Creed and, and Fruitvale Station are both terrific movies. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see what he is going to do. Uh, but over in the another corner of the Marvel Universe, yep. did either of you stay up late last night? I did, but not related to what you are talking about. That's right. Did you? I guess not, Neil. I guess you guys both left the show hanging. I'm still on New York Times. I stayed so. up till one in the morning because I watched Luke Cage. Okay. Oh, yeah. And it was fucking badass, man. I heard really, really good things about it. That's what I've been hearing, too. Yeah, I heard it's really good. I really liked it. It's just, it seemed different. Uh, the music was amazing. It may have been the best music I'd ever heard in a TV show. Wow. Um, there were just like three or four different times I brought out Shazam. And started uh, really? shazamming shit. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only person that does that. I do that on a regular basis oh, yeah. when I, I have stuff too. in movies. No, I do too. All, all the songs I, I listen to are from film and television. I actually <laughs> knew they were going to get it right when they cast Mike Coulter. Mm. Yeah, he's because really was, good. There, in were, that there role. were three or four guys that were the finalists, and I knew Coulter from The Good Wife. Mm-hmm. And I once I saw his name, I said, "Oh, he's the guy." Right. And once they and then they announced him, and I said, "This is going to be good." And I'm glad to hear it is. It's I'm going to be watching it over the weekend. It's interesting sure. seeing a show start, okay, where you <clears throat> already know the character. Yeah. Right. Well, he's so good in Jessica Jones. Right. Um, and But it's like, you, you know, you only saw him in, in certain context in that show. He's right. either like behind the bar or like help rescuing her or whatever. Mm. Or and now her. you just see like what – right. And now you just see the other – all the what he's doing with the rest of his time almost. Um and that in that world, and uh, Mahershala Ali. I just learned how to pronounce that, by the way. It's Mahershala. Yeah, I've always wondered I've always that too. He's Ma- a, I Mahershala, love his work, but I'm it's Mahershala. Mahershala. I, I like his work a lot, so that's good to know. I mean, he, he's when gonna I be, see he's him, going to be an amazing villain. He's a really nice guy as well. I interviewed him for Free State of Jones um, mm-hmm. a few months ago, and he's a really nice. He's a really interesting man, uh, just as just as someone to talk to. So. Yeah, I, I hope we see well, a lot more of him. He's, he appears to be really, you know, doing very well and being cast yeah, in a lot of things. He's right been now. everywhere. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. everywhere. Huge, uh, yeah. and he's great in Moonlight coming out. Oh, I can't wait to see Moonlight. Um, yeah, it was it was good. I didn't love it as much as maybe most people, but it was very good. Well, I thought he was great in Free State of Jones, but just nobody saw it. We were talking about STX earlier. It's just right that I, film. I knew just in, fucking Pla- in Place Beyond the Pines that he would be amazing and go on to big things. That's I right. knew when. Oh he was yeah, he's born. great in Place Beyond the Pines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was sort of uh, Marvel. Yeah. Um, what else did we get this week? John Favreau. That's right. Directing oh my God. live action The Lion King. A lot of people got very excited about this. Or various, yeah. It means no worries. Okay. That's For it. the um, rest of your days. Uh, but no, a lot of people got excited about this in very positive and negative ways. There didn't appear to be any indifference on this. A lot of people were like, oh, oh my you, God, that's you, amazing. You took a side. Well, what yeah. What side it, do you fall on? Because I fall on utter travesty. <laughs> I, you see, that's that's where <laughs> I'm swinging. But I'm also, there's a niggling little side of me that's like, I really like what he did with the Jungle Book. So I would like to see it. But I think it could be a bit too much like the Jungle Book. And I've already seen it. And yep. we're having a second Jungle Book. I really Third, enjoy- two, two more Jungle Books, really. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed the Jungle Book earlier this year. Me too. They did yeah. a terrific I was job. Very and it was, I, was, I was stunned at how much I enjoyed it. Yep. I really liked it's it a lot. It's top ten for me still, I think. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Nice. And everything about it. Everything about it is great. I walked out and said, boy, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say something you both may find a little sacrilegious. 
I don't like the original Lion King. Yes, get out. I am not a fan of the what? movie. I just, you know, I don't. I remember seeing it and saying, meh. You know, it looks that's great. crazy, Neil. I know. Well, I'm older than you are. And maybe perhaps because <laughs> what I'm is, jaded. What is your favorite that's Disney like a Donald, animated movie? That's like a Donald movie. Trump argument. I'm not talking about Pixar. What is your favorite Disney animated movie, if not The Lion King, which is, to me is uh, I prefer uh, clearly I mean, the best. Certainly the, of the last 30 years we're talking about or all time. Go all the way back. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, good question. I, mean, I like Beauty and the Beast a lot. Beauty and the Beast is terrific. That's like probably Beauty number two. A lot. I like, uh, and, I mean, growing up, I love Peter Pan. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, you know some of the others. Like, what about Hercules? Because for me, that's a massively underrated really? Disney animated movie. Interesting. That has a, I like Hercules yeah. fine. I wouldn't put it up there, way up at the top. But okay. it's a, Mermaid it's a fine and movie. Aladdin. Mermaid. Jump. Fucking Mermaid's Little great. Mermaid. Yeah. Mermaid's great. Yeah. And Aladdin is great because of Robin Williams. He makes right. that movie. But I, I was underwhelmed otherwise by that. I think Beauty and the Beast is probably I, way up there. Wow. And I don't. I don't love. I, I saw Lion King a second time. I was like, I, clearly, I didn't. I missed something. And I walked out the second time. I said, "Yeah, I still don't." I don't oh god, that was so like scary. So, I, 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 I kind of well, agree that's the thing you. though. Is that I also was in my twenties when I saw it, and you're. I'm, I'm, oh, so, that's I guess so. That's like so I say, I'm older and more jaded than you are. So I saw it at a different time. Okay, no, that's true. I mean, Beauty and the Beast for me is is a movie that I I go back, and there's certain things I really appreciate it and I enjoy. But I think The Lion King is a film that I watch more and enjoy watching more. The Beauty and the Beast for me was more about the technical advances, and that we've kind of surpassed that now. So that that kind of dazzle isn't there. I really felt like The Lion King was Disney's Casablanca or Godfather or Gone with the Wind. It would never be remade. I really thought I was naive enough to think that they would never touch this. I've always referred to you as being naive. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> that's actually how I describe you. When people ask me, "What's Jeff like?" So, I say, "You know, he's I, really very nice." I've been working yeah. on a story, uh, you know, long before this announcement. I, I don't want to say what it is. I don't want to tip my hand yet because um, I hope to publish it soon. It's supposed to be a year-end thing, um, but I, like, I'm just surprised. Yeah, they're going through things pretty quickly over there. The library titles. What I'm curious mm. about is when they're going to do a re- when they're going to do a live action Peter Pan remake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, Peter Pan's been done to death. Uh, no yeah, more Peter Pan, please. To, or, or Snow White. Um, um, no, I, I think that, look, I, I think that to answer the actual question, if anybody's going to do it, Favreau is, a, I think it's Favreau's the choice. I was just about to say I that. mean, like, if anybody, if, if you're going to do it, cool he's that. the guy to hire. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that it could come off of very similarly to the That's Jungle my Book. Concern. I feel like he's yeah. done it already, but we also, because he's done it already, we know he can do it. So if you like The Lion King, the original... I don't see why you w- this wouldn't be a license to print a billion dollars in in worldwide. Well, that's, that's the thing we were talking about that at work. Josh and I were just like, are they just going to have John Favreau just direct billion dollar movies? Like that is what he does. Yeah, um, that's what he does now. I mean, that's he's another guy. But he's another guy who I would love to go back and see him make a small movie. He he just yeah. did though. He did Chef, and I want to see more more movies like that. I love Chef. Um, right. Totally, my bad. I totally forgot yeah, about no, Chef. Okay. I think that's my favorite Favreau movie. Actually, Chef. That's the I thing. Really I, like love Chef. I really small love small stuff. That movie. I yeah. think he will continue. He's an interesting guy, and he has there's soul there. There's a soul. There's conscience. I will see him vacillating back and forth. Um, I clearly he is. I had completely forgotten about about um, Chef, and I really that was one of my favorite movies of last year. Mm. But I'd like was to that see last him. year, uh, two thousand fourteen. Was it fourteen? Was two thousand fourteen? Wow, geez, I lose track of things. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting older, Neil. <laughs> what? Where am um, I? But yeah, John Favreau, what was Lion your name? King. What was your name again? Yeah. <laughs> Are you my That's, grandson? You know, <laughs> if they're gonna redo Lion King, yeah, stick with John Favreau because he did a great job. Talking of Disney remakes, yep. um, this is someone just mentioned in the in the chat room and said that the uh, first images of Beauty and the Beast have been put out this morning. Uh, turns out, actually, it was a leak, and Disney have been very quickly getting people to take those pictures the fuck down um a picture of emma watson as bell leaked um Ooh. this morning and uh i'm just looking at uh, bleedingcool.com um and they've had to remove the image and stitch kingdom another website has also been asked to take those images down so i'm assuming that later on today we'll see an official release mm-hmm. of those images in the way that hollywood operates but um yeah i mean this this whole thing i think some of the live action remakes of disney work and some don't i really enjoyed maleficent I know a lot of people didn't. I didn't really fall in love with Cinderella. Um, so I'm just kind of... I think it's a little bit lazy for Disney to do these movies. I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't seen Maleficent. I haven't seen Cinderella. I enjoyed it. Cinderella's fine. I am going to see Baby and the Beast, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, I will definitely, I'm definitely going to see Beauty and the Beast. I have yeah. friends that work on that movie, and obviously they're very close to it, but they're just like, this is just going to be one of the best movies of next year. I also it's think easy billion-dollar money. It's easy. easy. It it's absolutely is. It's also coming out in March, yeah. which means mm-hmm. that there's no very little competition. And I like everybody who's in it. Yeah. I really like everybody who's in it. You see, I'm quite surprised they haven't pulled it forward because word about that is so strong. I did think they might try and get that out to try and get some award nominations. No. I don't. I, yeah. Because no, I can see best yeah, song, costumes, that kind of thing. The problem is uh, Fantastic Beasts, I think. It's just such a huge yeah. anchor there in the middle of, no- like, it's mid-November, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's tough to like, and then Rogue One is December. Where do you put it? So you were because I I could see Where that being a very strong February. February. I would have stayed clear of January, but I would have gone for February, especially around sort of Valentine's. Uh, see, I disagree. Time I, I that mean, in with a love story. Well, but, but but Cinderella came out in March and it made a billion dollars. Yeah, and I feel like that's the time to do it because then you have. Is there a superhero movie coming out at the end of March this year? Or There's the next so one many. Is, I'm sure that there is. Yeah, probably. Because the, the next one is, what, Guardians 2 is the first weekend of May, right? Yeah. And then Spider-Man's July, Wonder Woman's June. Yeah, summer now starts first weekend of May. Right. It's like... Get the fuck out of the well, way. It feels, it feels like the last couple of years there's been some kind of superhero movie coming up, but there's no. Yeah, the, yeah but it seems think, to me that it seems to me that 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 um, which that uh, Beauty and the Beast has yeah. March yeah. all to itself. I, I so. think March is a, is a good call and for it's that. And it's in the Cinderella spot. Um, nah, okay, cool. All right, uh, uh, film nerd Jamie's saying he doesn't think that Fantastic Beast is going to pop like everyone assumes. I think it's, I think he's partially right there. I think it's going to, I think it's going to have very very strong. And I think it's going to have a strong four to six weeks, and then I think it's going to tail quite quickly. Well, mm-hmm. once Rogue One comes out, yeah, I mean that'll be the end of that. But if it has six good weeks, yeah, that's three hundred fifty, four hundred million dollars. Yeah, I think internationally and that's, what it, that's, and, that's and, that, and that's domestic, which means that'll get it over a billion. Well, I think also wide. you're looking at a sort of Asian markets as well for that. I mean, I was in Universal you mean Studios the yesterday. In between markets, the in between markets. <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, that's going to come back to haunt me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like having, I'm seeing into the future. Yeah, but I mean, I, yesterday at, at my, my Harry point Potter. was noble and valid on that. Just <laughs> to be clear, um, absolutely rammed with um, people from uh, the Middle East and um, Asian countries, China, Japan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, Korea as well. I think we're going to see really strong growth in those markets for Harry Potter this year, and I think that's going to be something that I think even if domestically it starts to tail after four or five strong weeks, I think that's going to be the market that's really going to carry it on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I yeah. mean, that's my point. Is but I think that if if you if if it, how much did it cost? One hundred eighty million dollars. What? Fantastic Beasts. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, sure. That sounds right. <laughs> I look at you every, for these every, things. Every, I assume every, that you know everything. I don't, so I, I don't. I don't know budgets, but uh, budgets were actually one thing I could never really get at the trades. Okay. In any event, in any event, whatever it is, I mean, if it's making, if it's if it's out for three hundred, if, if it's out for six weeks before mm. you know it starts to tail off, that's a lot of domestic money. It's yeah. Making. Yeah. And I don't know that there's anything else out there that's going to be a real hard. I think pre-sales to probably going to be really, really strong. Doctor guys, Strange, maybe. Guys, but. we're talking about pre-sales on stuff. I, I, I just—it's valid point. It's I raised I'm just saying we got to keep this train moving. Cool. And oh, speaking so of and speaking thing. of trains, oh, I see what see? you did. Oh. Uh, Orient murder on the Orient <laughs> Express. Got a brand, oh, brand new. Uh, that link was delayed. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you guys off. It's just like. Man, we're How talking long about have you been desperate I'm to gla- get that I'm fucking train gang out? Right <laughs> <laughs> oh, Murder on the Orient Express, Johnny Depp, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer, Daisy Ridley, a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Dench. Branagh flexing his muscles. Yeah, is he direct- he's directing too? He is yeah, Lucy Boynton, Derek Jacoby, Michael Pena, uh, Michael Pena. Jacoby. huh? Jacoby, Jacoby. That's right. It's right. Derek, Derek, Jacoby. Derek Jacoby. Derek Jacoby. Like just like we now know, we now know how to like pronounce Mahershala. Prince. Make fun of me. We now we now know how to pronounce Mahershala Ali. We also know how to I pronounce can't. Derek Jacoby. <laughs> I must make sure to have some meowness on my Michelle, uh, on my Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting cast. I could yeah, it's very easy to watch. Really nicely assembled that cast. Very British cast. Very British. Yeah, very. which I'm not entirely right. surprised about. The only thing that concerns me about that is. If if Johnny Depp does go ahead and, and join the project, whether he's going to try and do a terrible British accent. <laughs> because his track record for doing British accents is not a strong one. That is not his strongest game. Really? Just, I thought he was British. Well, yeah, I think he thinks he is, partially, <laughs> but he's very much not. Uh, I think it could be very, very interesting. And I like I do like Branner as the director. And I think with that cast, it's just going to nesh. I, very, I just very like easily. that Agatha Christie is coming back. Like, mysteries... Yeah. 
this uh, Morton Tildum's direct uh, developing another, yeah. uh, and then there were none. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of competing um, Agatha Christie movies, like biopics about her missing days, where she like disappeared for a week or right, something. But like that, that was done already. 35 years ago yeah it was done a Agatha, long time ago and not very well yeah they're gonna do it again though oh great let's keep There's making like shitty or, movies two or three of those movies in development um, by the way I just saw somebody posted that Wolverine 3 is coming out in the beginning of March so yes. was, there is another March I knew that was missing uh, something there is another superhero uh, movie in there somewhere so there whoever sent that thank you yeah, um, um, yeah I, I just I, li- I like where this train is headed and I think that's, this is a point that, that uh, film nerd Jamie's made in the chat, actually, a movie that Johnny Depp audiences will go and see for the first time since 2011. I think that's true. I think the audiences will be drawn to this. It's um, probably why he did it. Yeah. And I think it, that it's not. It, it's a movie that he'll headline, but I don't think it'll be seen as a Johnny Depp movie. It's not movie. a Johnny Depp film, no, though, yeah. Which I think is a good play from him mm. because it's a successful film with his name right up there on the, on the canopy. Mm-hmm. And it will make him look very, very good. It will make him look very bankable again at the box office, where he's really suffered in that area for the last two or three years. I wonder, though, when I saw they were remaking this movie, I said, okay, I get it, but do people care? I mean, really, do audiences care about a movie like this? No, that's the answer is no. Yeah, so then, I mean, (laughs) what I keep coming back to with a lot of these remakes is, look, Ben-Hur is a perfect example. I wrote about this, and you and I talked about it, is is that never once during, clearly never once during the development process Mm. did anybody at Paramount stop and say, wait, 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 time out. Why? For the love of God, why are we doing this? Can somebody give me a good answer why? Can somebody answer that question? If so, let's keep going. Mm. Nobody ever asked that question. And I'm not saying this movie, Orient Express, is of that caliber. But when at the same time, I'm wondering, why are we remaking this? Why are they remaking this movie? What is it about this that they think people are going to be so clamoring it's, it's to see? It's the chance to get a huge ensemble together and do like a, a, a murder mystery, which I think are coming back right now. And that's a, there has been a lack um, of those. Yes. You know, I like a good, good murder mystery as much as anyone. But, you know, I just it's it, I'm, I'm perplexed. I'm perplexed. I think it's 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 not just the fact that it's a thriller in the genre. I think the fact that it's there is a strong story there, and I think you know audiences really want a thriller with Mm -hmm. depth rather than kind of throwaway thrillers, which we've kind of had films that are a bit more disposable. They do want something with a bit more meat on the thriller bones. Um, I understand. I I like it. I'm 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 looking forward to this, whether the general public is or not. Um, Right, but at the same time, none of the three of us, and I agree with you because I'll see the movie, but mm -hmm. none of the three of us are the general public. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, we're not the, what they think of when they think of making this movie. To yeah. me, it's the idea of, okay, we have an established IP. We have something that people recognize. But also, this is a story that was written, you know, 80 years ago. Yeah. And how well is it known by people now? I mean, the, and the Sidney Lumet film was 74, 73. Mm. I mean, over 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah, but isn't that the point to sort of reintroduce what is considered a classic story to modern audiences? Fine. I'm not arguing that part, but I'm saying it's like it, to use it as an, I, as, as an IP is to me it's one of those things where, yeah, but it's not established to, if, the, to, the, to the modern audience. If, you have to reintroduce it. Well, I, I mean, I think that they will obviously update it. And I also think that it could launch a franchise. That's the other thing. That I think is going overlooked here. Do you want to have a Her- Hercule Poirot exactly. franchise? Like, you know, you, you, it's not, I'm not talking about an Orient Express 2, but no, yeah, no, exa- but, but, exactly. But Brana becoming, if, doing if this works, movies. he could be a recurring So are we, are we, who's going to play Like Jack Poirot, Reacher. Then? Like, imagine, it, imagine if oh, this okay. becomes Fox's, like, in- Sherlock Holmes meets Jack Reacher kind of thing. Like, an intelligent... Kind of Tom Cruise, Kenneth Branagh. I love Branagh a lot, yeah, but, no, you I, know, I, he I, doesn't I, exactly have the obviously. star power. <laughs> True, you know. Um, I, I don't also, know. That, I don't know that you can have the tagline in a, on a poster. Kenneth Branagh is Hercule Poirot. What do you think the budget is for this? It's got to be nine figures. It's got to be honest. You think this is a hundred million dollar movie with that cast and with that kind of updating it? Maybe that. Maybe I not. Maybe Johnny Depp's quote is down. I bet. Oh, well, he's probably taking less for that. Sure, but yeah, still, I mean, I, I think uh, this is a nice like mid budget. I was going to say about 60. 50, yeah, yeah. sixty. that even as high as eighty. But like, I think. Well, this if it's is... 80, it's not so far off of what I said. That's true. Anyways, let's move it along. So naive. Um, what else do we got? Okay. Uh, let's talk about Viola Davis briefly. Yeah. Love Viola Davis. So she joined Steve McQueen's yep. movie Widows. Yeah. And then the Fences trailer also dropped this yep. week, if I'm not mistaken. Did you guys take a look at that? I had a quick look at it. Quick look. Does that mean you watched it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 watched I watched it with one it. eye. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like I... <laughs> It's a trailer. Okay, I get it. I watched it, but I didn't study it. Yeah. I watched um, it, and I was like, 
I'll buy a ticket to well, that. So, okay, did you know I, you I look great? Those, I, I thought it looked fantastic. You can come every week. You should move from New York. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very wise. Very wise. Uh, did, did you guys think it looked good? I think yeah. it looks great. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to. It's tough to get excited about it. I mean, I will see it, and when as we get closer, you know, certainly, it's a, it's such a short little thing. I mean, okay, I know the play. I know Denzel's work. I know Viola Davis's work. Of course, it's going to be good. He's a solid director. You know, I mean, it's tough for me to get too charged up about it. But yes, I agree. It looks great. And what are you deleting me from your <laughs> Facebook? <laughs> Zoop. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I thought Fences looked terrific. Uh, it was an amazing mm. Denzel monologue. I think both of them are going to be uh, in the Best Actor and Best Actress race. Always like to see um, that. And yeah, it's nice wait, to wait, see. wait. You don't think that she's going to get awards consideration for Suicide Squad? <laughs> I also because knock me she, over she with could, a feather. She could get an Oscar and a Razzie in the same year. No, she wasn't bad in Suicide Squad. Uh, it was everybody around her. Um, but yeah, her her doing a Steve McQueen movie uh, is pretty cool. Sounds I'm excited enticing. about that. I, I saw that casting. I thought, oh, this is great. I'm a big fan of his work. Mm, I'm a big too. fan of his work as a director. I mean, Shame that was out a few years ago. Yep, absolutely love that movie. That that for me came out of nowhere and mm-hmm. just. Won me over he's, in a way that I was not expecting it to. Yeah, me too. Brilliantly he's done. tremendous. Yeah. He's got a wonderful eye. Yep. Um, Two of them. There yeah, were, which twice is good. <laughs> there was a bidding war this week, which kind of baffled me, Okay. Uh, for a Mindy Kaling, Emma Thompson project, yeah. in which they'd play like late night hosts. Yeah. I have not heard about this. Mm. Fox 2000 apparently won it. Um, Being described as Devil Wears Prada meets Broadcast News. Which is a great description. That's like a great that sounds pitch. super interesting. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if there's like a really big audience for this. Normally there are bidding wars for like White House Down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think this and look is look how that turned out. <clears throat> I think it's an, in- an interesting subject matter, and a, the pitch, you know, the elevator pitch for it, as I just described, is is very strong. You know, I think a lot of people go, "Ooh, yeah, interesting," and I think the two of them together will work very well. So if the project was pitched with them attached to it, I think it would just be interesting and very different to what is currently out there. I think also if they're looking to have it as something that's skewed towards a female audience, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of stuff out there at the moment that is skewed towards that demographic. They're both very likeable. Um, it takes a lot of boxes. And I think it could be something that could be very interesting. Won't take a huge amount of money to make. Other returns on it could be very, very It's interesting you say to- that because I actually wrote about this earlier <clears throat> this year is that... <clears throat> If there's one thing the studios have to keep learning year after year after year, they keep forgetting, is that women like going to the movies, too. Yeah. And that, that, that in fact, they're a bigger audience than you would think because they're constantly bringing their boyfriends and, and, mm-hmm. and husbands along who will go to see these movies that aren't necessarily for them if it means they might get late afterwards. Yeah. Um, and Bad Moms is a perfect example of that. It cost $20 million. It made, I think, 150 worldwide. Yeah. And it's the biggest film STX has released. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they need to keep, the studios need to be keep, keep being reminded of this is baffling to me because every year there's another one. Trainwreck, which I didn't like, yep. I saw last summer with, and it was up in Maine visiting, was, the whole family was there. I saw it with my sister and sister-in-law, who are both early 40s. We walked out and they said, what'd you think? I said, eh. And they were like, oh my God, I loved it. It was so great. I was looking at them saying, we saw two clearly clearly saw two different movies, but that's the whole point. For something like this, of course, this is a good idea mm. because it goes after that female demographic that is constantly ignored. Here's the thing, though: I think Bad Moms, Bridesmaids, yeah, those are like kind of crass comedies. Mm. Okay, this is like a kind of intelligent train wrecks crass comedy. Well, this yeah, is... exa- exactly. No, I'm agreeing. Yeah, agree. um, uh, so this is sort of a little bit more intelligent and highbrow. And like, look at something like Morning Glory, which had huge stars: yeah. McAdams, Harrison Ford. Mm. That didn't do any business. That like I just you don't just know. Rachel McAdams in the same, is the same level as Harrison Ford for star power <laughs> in the same I, sentence. I think she's a bigger star than Mindy Kaling and uh, and Emma Thompson, at least on the big screen. Um, I don't watch Mindy Project. I like know. I loved Mindy Kaling on The Office. I didn't. I don't watch her show. Mm. Uh, she is going to get a little bounce off of the Ocean's Eight movie. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe they think that that's going to lead to a big, a big things for her on the big screen. Could be. I also think that you have, you know, while the crap, you're right about the crass 
the crassness that goes that into seems the to movies. Be what works. But there's also an intelligence. Bridesmaids is also a smart movie, and I think yeah. that that while again, while Trainwreck doesn't do it for me, there is an intelligence behind it. Sure, and absolutely. I think that maybe they're going for something, and we don't know what this thing is yet. There may be if it's two That's talk true. show hosts. I don't know the tone of the script. Right, or if there's two like talk that. show hosts, they could go head to head. They could go at war to each other. Uh, go, you know, so who knows? But uh, mm-hmm. to me, it's the idea of okay, let's develop more content like this. Because yeah, that's cool. It seems to be there's no ceiling for it. Um, at the I moment. think I think no pun intended. Certainly, with with for the female demographic, there is this would sit in it, somewhere in the middle between what is currently available for the for the female audience. There's the things like bridesmaids, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and bad moms, and then you've got the traditional female focused rom com type movies. And I think there is a demand in the middle. Let's call it the Asian area. Um, Because <laughs> they're in the middle, right, Jeff? Um, I'm for the L.A. riots, I'm saying. L.A. riots I, movie. I, I think there is something in the middle that, 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 that isn't currently being occupied by any studio. And there's still this gap there. And I think this is very nicely going to slip into that. Um, Ghostbusters was a failure, but Ghostbusters was a failure because they spent $150 million making the movie. If that movie yeah. is made for 60 or $70 million, then it's right. a hit. You know, well, I think also that from that point, very briefly, I think there's there's the fact that Ghostbusters part of the problem was the fact that there are too many people who did not want it to succeed. Well, there's that too, obviously. So, well, se- segue alert. Oh, Ooh, we're going to move Choo-choo, from uh, speaking of, of of female-driven films. Yeah, there's another one with two juicy parts for women that e. I uh, got to break last week. Okay, uh, Julia Roberts. Yeah. It's going to play the PTA mom at the center of the LA Times story framed. Now, I misreported this at the time because the deal does not actually involve rights to the LA Times uh, series okay. framed. Did either of you read that, by the way? Yeah, it was great. I was aware of it. I didn't read it. Simon, I read it's it. amazing. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Leave right now. Um, read it. And then come back. So this project is technically based on. Jeff and I will finish up. (laughs) It's technically based on the PTA Mom's book. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it has the the full story, but uh, I would imagine the framed rights to eventually become part of this because competing projects on that sounds a little ridiculous. Either way, uh, Julia Roberts is going to play this PTA Mom, perfect life, perfect everything, who one day uh, basically gets charged with drug possession, uh, and she got framed by. You know, a um, a classmate of her child's parents who were mm-hmm. both lawyers, and it was this whole intricate thing, and it was amazing. It is amazing. What did you think of that casting? Would you have rather have seen her play the uh, Jill Easter? I think that. I mean, reading the story, I don't think of Julia Roberts when I think of that woman. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think of somebody who's a little bit more down to earth, a little bit more. You're talking uh, about which woman? The PTA mom? Or the PTA mom. Oh, okay. The PTA mom. All right. And to be fair, Julia is, as much as I love Julia Roberts, is uh, a little long in the tooth to be playing Jill Easter. Jill Easter is, as, is, is, is much younger. Right. And I think that you want to sure. cast somebody who is going to be younger, hotter, more vapid looking, because that's who that character is. Okay. Um, if you're going to, but you know, part of the appeal of, uh, what's the name of the woman who's the, the PTA mom? It's, it's Kelly Peters. Thank you. Yeah, Kelly yeah. Peters. Part of the appeal of Kelly, Kelly Peters is how, um, guileless she is. As you're reading the story, she's kind of a somewhat pathetic figure. And I don't know that I would ever consider Julia Roberts to be that. I mean, she's a movie star. Interesting. It's tough for her to play mm-hmm. something. It's, it's, you know, and I don't know that I've ever seen her play something like that. I didn't see the character. I guess I didn't see the character like that. I just sort of saw her as like the perfect mom with the perfect life. And now it's all ruined. But she's the, like, but who would want to do this to me? But if you read the story, it wasn't such a perfect life. She had kind of a nice thing going. But also, any, any, she had a nice thing going. It wasn't like they were terribly wealthy and they mm-hmm. had all this stuff. This is a woman who was capable of being framed. Mm-hmm. And right away, that should tell you that she's susceptible and guileless. I mean, they they did this thinking, oh, we can totally get away with this. We're smarter than she I, is. We know what we're doing. She will never see it coming. She'll never be able to talk her way out of this. I, and I don't. I love Julie Roberts. I don't see her playing that part. For me, I mean, I I, I find her. I still find her extremely watchable mm-hmm. um, when she's in movies. Yeah, yes. I agree. I love her. But yeah. it was. It felt a little bit to me like let's return to Erin Brockovich. Let's have Julia Roberts playing. A real life person in a difficult situation, well, and here's fighting the, other thing. the power. And I was a bit like, I would have liked to have seen someone else in that role. Here's the other thing: is that she's not unlike Aaron Brockovich. Unlike Aaron Brockovich, she's not the one doing the detective work to save herself. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say True. she's more the victim here, whereas in Aaron, Aaron uh, she was the crusader. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, either way, I, I'm just very curious as to who they get to direct this movie. Um, Justin Lin, I hear, is looking for something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Medea. I, if, if you could, if you could 
get something like uh, either, you know not maybe not Gus Van Sant himself, but someone who to capture the tone of Gus Van Sant's To Die For. Mm, yeah, a movie in that tone would 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 be really interesting with this story. Um, we have about uh, eight minutes left in the show. I wanted to. Did you guys see the reviews out of Fantastic Fest of Split? Yes. Oh, pumped yes. for that. Sounded really like it went over really well. This is M. M. Night Shyamalan's new movie I'm with, with James, James McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah. Um, well, people people are referring to it as a return to form for him. Now, I thought The Visit was something that was yes. very close to that. Yep. I did enjoy The Visit. Um, Me too. I, I, I'm I'm going to be interviewing M. Night very soon. Um, I haven't oh, seen the I'm film. Jealous. But I'm very yeah, it's for a UK filmmaker. Um, but I'm very excited to to see it. I do like him as a as a filmmaker. I really like yeah, no, him. I, I like. I, I think, I think even, he's a genius. Aside from that terrible film, which was about the Airbender, right? No, the oh god, oh, that was no, the, ha- about the, that, ha- the happening. Yeah, those are the two things. Lady in the water yeah, everything else too. for me I that like he's made has been solid. Really, I don't like signs. I don't no. like, love it as of, much as most people. But. I like. Look, I like Sixth Sense, and just this week mm. before I over the weekend, just before I flew out here, I saw Unbreakable again for the first time. In, okay. What, oh, what for you, the, oh, for the first time in. in okay. <laughs> I was like, are you, did no, no, you no, just watch him, Unbreakable no, this no, week? No, 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 no. That's why I was like, I looked over and saw your jaw agape. And I'm like, what? Okay, the first time no, in a first while. the first time in a while I'd seen it. And it holds up. I it's think Unbreakable is, a, is, is his best film to mm-hmm. me. You know, uh, Potentially, yes. I, to me. It's a, I think it's his best I, film. I, I may agree. And uh, I don't think that I've liked one of his films since. Uh, to you be fair, did. I have not seen The Visit. Yeah, The Visit was good. I have not seen The Visit because it's, it's not good. my. it didn't look like my kind of film. Um, I may see Split, though, because that does look interesting. And the yeah. reviews are good, so I may maybe I'll, I'll bite the bullet. Anyways, it sounds like Blumhouse has another uh, winner on its hands, and James yeah. McAvoy gets a big canvas to play on. I think that part of the secret of the success of The Visit and the good, good response – you guys both like The Visit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have that right? And that and the positive response to Split is that he's being held in check. Right. He's and working within. He's working within confines of a specific right. budget mm-hmm. and he has certain certain rules he has to follow. And because of that, he's not uh, he, he's he's not prone to the bombast that kind of got a, was was his problem before, like yeah. with After Earth and with Airbender and these other movies that are just god awful. Um, I want to save a couple minutes just at the end to talk about this weekend's new releases. Uh, cool. So we have a couple more minutes for for news. Really quickly, uh, Dan, the producers of Bond or yeah. someone who works at Eon Productions? This has come from um, a guy called Callum McDougall, who was a um, great name. Yeah. I couldn't get more Scottish <laughs> than that. It was Scotty McScottish. Um, he was doing an interview with the BBC, and he was saying that Babs Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson um, are absolutely first choice still. Daniel Craig for Bond. Good. I, I, I love. I just love like Abs. the phrasing. Like I get what they're saying, where it's like we want Daniel Craig back. Yeah. But I love it. Like, he's our first choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a. It's going to be awkward then if he doesn't now. come back. And it's like, yeah, you know that the person they have as Bond is not their first choice. If Daniel Craig. Yeah. Is what if they have to choice? get a new guy and he's like, oh man, you guys didn't even want me. This is really <laughs> awkward. Yeah, you just wanted Daniel. Hey, Ray. everybody, Wait, I got to, second choice. Wait, I get to be James Bond? All right, I'll sign up. Yeah, yeah. That's about, I think, as long as that process would take. Yeah. I, I still love Craig as Bond. He's one of my, he's, you know, up there with Connery is my favorite. Mm. I think that the first movie he did, Casino Royale, is the best Bond movie ever. Um, it's, it's, I think it's my favorite. Yeah, it's, and I, you know, I, I really am hoping he's going to come back for one more, at least one more. I really hope Skyfall he does. Skyfall I think if he Skyfall's does. Skyfall's really good. And you know what? I'm sorry, but Quantum of Solace. Underrated. Uh-huh. Wait a second. Yeah, I and agree. If you, underrated. And if you watch it immediately after watching Casino Royale as one four-hour uh, movie, it's fabulous. Okay, that's that sounds like an interesting experiment. Yeah, it's I mean, worth I, your time. I think he's still the favorite because I don't think there's anybody out there that loads of names have been discussed, but anybody that's quite right yet to, to take over from Daniel Craig. When you and I so saw each other last month, you, we talked about um, we talked about this. Yes, we, over over drinks at yes, uh, downtown. I, I mentioned some names, yeah, but I, I don't we were, know that I can bring them up yet. The one, you know what, the one, uh, and his name I keep forgetting, who's also in uh, Beauty and the Beast, Daniel, uh, Dan. Oh, Dan Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens would be great. If if it wasn't, if it wasn't Connery, I mean, Connery, if it wasn't Craig, I would really love to see Dan Stevens do it. Yeah, he He was also in The Guest. The Guest is an amazing movie. Yes. Yes. Um, I keep wanting right. to say Dan Stern, but that's not him. That's yeah. a different guy. No, he was in. Uh, and then what? what, what uh, yes. Let's let's end other news on the Blair Witch. No, what was what did that? What was yeah, that? Um, it was a piece that I saw on Slash Film this week, and it was talking about if you haven't seen Blair Witch, you might want to avoid the next couple of minutes. Um, basically, at the end of the movie, okay, you, you literally you have, <laughs> you have one minute. I was going to say well, that's basically most of the audience. Um, 
yeah, basically, there's a, there's a reveal at the end, and it appears to be the Blair Witch. Now, it's turned out that, in fact, that is not the Blair Witch, which makes me think that if they didn't want to put Blair Witch at the end, that they envisaged this as doing another movie, so a, you know, a third, really fourth Blair Witch movie. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, with the, with the box office not being particularly strong, 16.5 million, and then an additional 11.5 million internationally, not being as strong as they hoped, and you know, it hasn't performed well, that that's just going to be left hanging now. They're just going to leave this where it is and that's I not think so. gonna I be think it's yeah. time to bury the ship because that movie was a, a fucking wank and this piece of news also did they use that on the poster feels like a wank like a wank like so that wasn't the Blair Witch like what are you showing me if yeah what the fuck this yeah. movie was it's a way, huge like, waste of time it, a big disappointment I think Winter. the biggest problem with the film and I, I said this to someone this week I think it would have been potentially a lot more successful if they'd kept the reveal for the day of release so we didn't know it was a Blair Witch movie until the first paying people went to the theatre and it was like, fuck me, it's Blair Witch. Um, they should have kept the reveal. They should not have revealed it at it's, Comic Con. I, they I, blew it They should soon. have released it as The Woods. Yeah. And then everybody shit their they pants fucked when it they find out it's Blair They're like, Witch. we yeah. are going to lose money on this. I don't know we why they made that Blair decision. It was, it was, a, it was the, to I me, that would seem like agree. a stupid that idea. That is how you get people in the theater by hoodwinking them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hoodwinking. Jesus. Um, anyways, we have two minutes left. So real quickly, uh, there are two movies. There are There are three new movies that came out this week. Mm-hmm. I've seen them all. Okay. Um, the best is Deepwater Horizon, which okay. is absolutely incredible. If you love Lone Survivor, which I did, I like this Lone is Survivor. A great follow up uh, from Peter Berg and Mark Wahlberg. Um, the set, you know, the, it takes a while to get going. Mm. Uh, the shit doesn't really hit the fan until the fifty minute mark. But the movie's only ninety seven minutes, so it's pretty okay. tight. And the, that second half of the film is just it's it is incredible. Um, Didn't do great box office last night. It was quite underwhelming. It's um, did uh, eight hundred and sixty thousand, and they're only looking at a sixteen to twenty million opening weekend, which is disappointing. You know, if you're all about the numbers, Simon, I love math. Uh, if you're all about the numbers, then yeah, it's a, it's a disappointment. But uh, as far as the quality of what is up there on the screen, mm. I highly encourage you to see it. Uh, it is. I thought it was even better than Sully, which was wow. great. I like Sully. I yeah. love Sully. I really Sully a lot. Um, yeah. uh, elsewhere, Miss Peregrine opens uh, Tim Burton's new movie. Yeah. I thought it was just okay. I really okay. didn't like uh, care for Asa Butterfield okay. in this movie. I thought he was a, a big letdown. He mm. was very bland and vanilla he says very um, nice things about you yeah and and the movie just should have been says about eva green's miss peregrine and then i also saw masterminds uh, the zach galifianakis Owen what Wilson. did you think uh it was it was it had some laughs as the reviews have noted but it was kind of disappointing it's just goofy you know okay um anyways that's kind of gonna do it, it for is. our show this yeah. week um neil are you writing any columns or anything you working on anything yeah today uh today's column is about the new tv season uh, okay. That'll be posted on the tracking board shortly, I guess. What time is it now? It's, it'll be in a few hours. All right. So, so this afternoon it'll be up. And where can the good folks find you? Uh, at Neil Turritz, N-E-I-L-T-U-R-I-T-Z, at Neil Turritz on Twitter. Thank you for coming on. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks. I'll see you in two years. That's right. <laughs> Simon, where can the good folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Simon, Instagram, at Simon, and on Facebook, this is Simon Thompson. And I am Jeff Snyder. You can find my musings over at Mashable. Yeah. Uh, got a review of The Girl. Girl on the train coming on Monday morning, so okay. we'll keep an eye out for that one. Um, make sure to rate, comment, subscribe to the Popcorn Talk Network, all that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter at the Insider. Have a great weekend, everybody. And a great Rosh Hashanah. That's right. Thanks. And a happy new year to everybody. Shana Tova to everyone out there listening, member of the you tribe. You just met the movie press, kids. Take care. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 